We're your hosts, Morgan and Ricky. We're here to share the success stories of people who took the opportunity to join the trades and how these opportunities can be achieved by anyone looking for success. Hey everybody, welcome back to our second Creative Native Hour. We're here with Maya, who... You're from Fond du Lac, a local artist and... Yeah, yeah, I grew up in Fond du Lac my whole life, so... Nice. And so before we get into our interview, we have your, you know, the trivia question coming up and Alyssa's here to give us our events. So we'll jump into that right away. What do you got for us? So we'll do the trivia question first. And it is, what is the largest reservation in the United States? Don't tell us your answer yet. Are you talking population or land? size uh let's uh land size okay kind of have an idea but i i have fine i won't say until the end i think <laughs> i got a good idea too okay and then um we'll hop into the powwow highway we got the woodland bowl in Kashina, wisconsin that'll be august 5th 6th and 7th the upper sioux community in granite falls minnesota and the Mushkawazin 40th Annual Sobriety Powwow. It says it's on Sunday the 5th, um, so I don't think that one is all weekend. Mushkawazin, that's at Fond du Lac again, right? Yep, Fond du oh, Lac. okay. Yeah. Um, other events happening this week. Also, uh, the fair, the county fairs are happening. Event in Superior, Wisconsin. Uh, the St. Louis County Fair, August 3rd through August 7th in Proctor, Minnesota. Um, and then we got a couple events at Black Bear Casino in Carleton. We got on August 19th, 13 Moons Golf Tournament. I'll have more information about that on Facebook later. It's quite the event list year. I know. <laughs> we got a lot, lots of stuff going on. Um, and then the Black Bear Anniversary Event concert and it was on august 6th i'm excited about that one are you gonna go to that one yeah for sure um so I that live music. yeah so that they're um having gary allen scotty mccreary logan mize and whiskey trail i don't think i know who any of those people are but i think they're mostly country artists i will get down either way yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but that's all i got for events Okay. That's like I said, it's a very full event list you built. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna go to all these events. Maybe. We are? No, probably not. <laughs> but it's gonna be a busy busy summer for sure. You gonna go to the fair at all? Um probably not. No? I'm gonna be out of town. I suppose you guys Yeah. You and Brian kinda do the the Powell Highway in Minnesota and you guys go to Wisconsin at all? Or? Yeah, yeah, we, um, 
like almost every other year hit up Kashina Powwow. So um, that probably sounds like what we'll do. Yeah. Probably do that this year. One. I love that powwow. Have you guys either ever been there? No. I don't think so, no. Oh, it's super cool. It's like, um, it's called a bowl for a good reason. It's like a big crater in the ground, and they have these huge giant trees growing up in the middle of the arena. And oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's really pretty, and they have all the best vendors. <laughs> Might have to check that one out then. Yeah. How yeah, far away is that? Do you, do you know off the top of your head? Mm, I want to say it's like four or five hours away. Mm. So, it's a, so it's trick, a, week, a weekend trip. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to go and you can't drive back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start a little bit of the interview. So you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, kids, anything like that? So um, I'm from Fond du Lac. I'm not enrolled, but I'm a proud descendant. Um and my kids are proud descendants, too. I got seven boys. Um, Brian and I have six together. And, you know, I got a bonus son out in Wisconsin. Um, and uh, basically, I got into sewing because they needed outfits. Um, and I was broke all the time. <laughs> uh, so I just made them, started making them myself. And then people started requesting the ribbon skirts. So that kind of became my little... My signature thing. Seven um, boys, Lincoln Regalia. Your hands had to have hurt. Uh, well, I will say the outfits didn't look that good back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely would not hold up today. I don't even think I have any of those first outfits. Like wouldn't hold up to your standards or just? To a kid. Oh. Like kids would not. <laughs> they would tear them up. Um, <laughs> I remember my oldest son's first outfit fell apart like. That same weekend, I didn't know you had to sew the stuff you glued down. <laughs> so <laughs> you could just see it peeling off. It was a learning experience. I can't believe you have seven boys. Oh, boys. I'm going crazy. Definitely what? need to get out of the house. <laughs> what are the age, range, age ranges? Um. So Brian's oldest son out in Wisconsin is 12. Skyler, he's 11. Xavier is 8. Wombly is 7. <laughs> oh my god, I'm getting them all mixed up. And then James, 5. Misquas just turned 4 on the 5th. And then Dylan, my baby, is almost 2 in October. <laughs> That's a handful. You're almost going to have teenagers. It's a full house. That's exhausting to think about. Teenagers are a lot of work. <laughs> I know. that. I'm loving the baby years. Could you imagine the food bill when they're teenagers? Oh, oh my God. Goodness. Growing boys. A McDonald's run is already 50 bucks. Dang. <laughs> I know. McDonald's is so expensive now. I know. You, whatever happened to the $1 burger? You yeah, no kidding. for a dollar anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to take us for all our money. Right. <laughs> so you grew up on so you you said you grew up on Fond du Lac right yeah yep what was that like um I appreciate it a lot now more that I'm an adult and um 
kind of found my my own way in our culture. Um, it was difficult though. Like I was growing up around a time when there was a lot of like gang activity going on, and um, a lot of that happened to be family. So you know, like I wanted to hang with with the cool with the cool crowd. The cool so kids. yeah, I got in trouble a lot, <laughs> a lot. I spent a lot of time. Um, running from Fond du Lac, <laughs> PD. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm I'm grateful to have grown up there because, um, now that I'm older and appreciate it more, like I feel like Fond du Lac will always be home, and it's given me that like safety net to like go and have new adventures. I mean, I live in the city area now, and I don't. I don't know if I entirely like that, but I mean, it's still cool. Like, there's still a lot of things that you get to do when you have close neighbors that you don't know, and like a lot more friendships, different types of people, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a different experience from growing up running through trails and getting yelled at by, <laughs> by the <laughs> by the ladies next door. So it'll always be home. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's nice to have that. So what's it like raising your seven kids in the city area versus the res? Oh, yeah, that's that's difficult. Um, like, you don't have a lot of family around you, and when you got a lot of kids, you know, you, you're calling up. I'm calling my mom, like, every other day, <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to come get your grandkids. <laughs> um, my brother, my brother carries a lot of lot of that load too and I I don't know what I'd do without them they're a really good support system um but being away from them kind of like it it pushed me to be more responsible I guess I I'm not I'm not enthused about it (laughs) but I um (laughs) I have to you know be the best version of myself because I don't have a lot of um a lot of things to fall back on you know so I appreciate it in those ways, but also, like, let me come home. <laughs> yeah, it, like, helps, just helps you grow as a an adult. and Yeah, for sure. And that kind of situation is, like, all right, well, I'm going to learn from this, and I'm going to make it better and as best as I can do it. Sounds like you know. <laughs> you got to move away from home a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I, I moved away from home for five years. We uh, lived in... Baxter, and it's nice to be back. Yeah, you like being back after being away, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially like, like I miss my mom. I want to go see my mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the time. Appreciate your mom a little more. Yeah, definitely. I know I do. Um, going into your, would you consider it a small business? Then you said it's called Somaya. Yeah, um, that name was meant to be temporary, but the people liked it. So yeah, it's <laughs> catchy. I love um, it. Um, yeah, you know, it's a goal to kind of make it more official. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't really like doing that stuff. Like, I don't like having to do a lot of extra things, like manage Facebook pages and business pages. And so, I suppose if I put, if I was more interested or if I could find like a family member to help me out I'd be able to make it more of a like 
like a business like thing, an but official right. business. Yeah, right now I just um, a lot of my people, my clients, if you will, um, are people I grew up with. Um, they, it's it's crazy how supportive they are. I feel so blessed in that way because um, I don't know if a lot of like small businesses get that type of community love. I mean, mm-hmm. I know Duluth; they love their small businesses and their the community kind of rallies for that, but. Um, it's, I'm, I'm not sure, like, indigenous small business-wise, um, especially when it comes to, like, sewing, I don't know, I don't know what that support system looks like. I, it's kind of like a new thing that, um, Native artists are more normalized, so I feel really lucky in that way to have people I grew up with, like, my whole life just, like every time they need something, hey, what do you got on? What do you got available, or what can you whip up? And it's just it's overwhelming. It makes me want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has become more recognized. I would say native artists have become mm-hmm. more a lot more recognized. Yeah, like red carpet recognized even, and it's it's so beautiful to see those ribbons. Man, they shine. <laughs> they shine a little special. Yeah. So when when you were growing up, is this something you saw yourself doing? Um, I always, like, wanted to be an artist. I kind of mm-hmm. thought I'd be, like, one of those starving artist types, you know. But yeah. um, sewing, no. No, even in home ec, I was like, wow, I feel like such an old lady. <laughs> I don't feel very cool at all. But that's changed. Um, and I'm... I'm grateful that I've found something that keeps keeps us um, afloat and is enjoyable to do and is creative, you know. Mm-hmm. So I um, I'm happy that I ended up doing something artistic, anyways, versus like going to school for something that I never really wanted to do. Just wanted to make a lot of money. <laughs> do you do this full time? I I do. Well, I'm. Well, that's a confusing question because that's all I do is that's how I make money is so. But it's very much when when I have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, seven yeah, point, I'm sure. Yeah, we yeah we're not doing a solid eight hour shift, which I kind of crave sometimes. It would be nice if my workshop was somewhere besides my dining room. <laughs> I would love to get out the house a little bit. So, so. You're basically a, a full-time mom and then a full-time... Yeah, yep. Um, I I don't... I imagine a lot of parents are like this. They get kind of nervous about sending their children to ch- daycares, mm-hmm. you know. You just never know what's going to happen to them. So um, it started out with, like, well, after this baby is old enough to talk and go to school, you know, like, then I'll get back into work or, you know, pursue a career that maybe would be fun um but then I just kept having more and more kids so that <laughs> that didn't work out so well but it it pushed me into this this phase of my life where I get to like whatever jumps in my brain I get to create it and people are here for it and it that's a good feeling that's that, awesome yeah yeah the support of the community and just supporting you yeah and it's 
it comes from the most unexpected places and it um it makes me feel a lot better about like you know like the our earthly issues you know like climate change scares me social injustice scares me just all the negativity in the world it's it's cool to see that like there's love coming from like people you would never expect love to come like I mean when we've been you know friends I would mm-hmm. consider you a friend for sure um oh. like our whole lives I can remember you as far back as my memories go so yeah. um and then like you know you're a little bit older so you went to school your way and then I went where I went and um now we're like coming back full circle and like we get to cross paths again and it's it's cool because then I get to see where you're at in life and it's always fun when people take an interest in what I'm doing Mm -hmm. um especially when I feel like I'm in my own little bubble all the time (laughs) um it's it's really crazy it's crazy to see how far people come in life and I'm so proud to see you doing so good yeah you too definitely I uh when we first started the podcast and we were making the segment Creative Native Hour, it's like we got to get Maya on and um, showcase her, showcase her artwork, and because your ribbon skirts are beautiful. Wow, that means so much. That means a lot to me. Like I'm about to put in an order. <laughs> Do it. Um, yeah, I'm not very busy. <laughs> um, man, sometimes that changes though. Um depends what's going on in the community all the time mm-hmm. too like like we just had a powwow in our community so everybody in the area is like what do you got for outfits how fast can you make an outfit and I'm like oh man I'm not even in town right now <laughs> um <laughs> we'll uh we'll just circle back then and yeah um I guess my next question would be how long have you been making ribbon skirts and doing your artwork yeah, um, so I, 2009 is when my son was born, and that that next year, I want to say, is when I made my first project, um, which was a grass dance outfit for him, um, because we, um, we had a ceremony for him coming into the circle, and, um, so that was my first project, and then, um, then there was, like, uh, another Powell coming up, and I had lost my son's outfit, so I had to make him a new one. And then um, that's when ribbon skirts started coming around. I want to say that was, like, around the the 2013 time. Um, ribbon skirts started really getting pop, and, like, everybody was, like, wearing, like, these really cute skirts with, like, four ribbons going across. And um, I think r- at first, when I first started seeing them, I didn't really, I didn't know like the protocol on them. Like if you're, if you only wear them at powwows, mm-hmm. um, or a certain dance category wore them, I just wasn't really sure. Um, but I, I love the way they look. I mean, they're so cute. They're so flattering. They're just fun and beautiful. So I asked about them more, and uh, I really wanted one for myself. So I. I I made one. I just glued it down. I didn't know it had to be <laughs> sewed on. I was like, oh, that last stuff, it was a flake. This this is that stuff. So um, my ribbons were falling off. Um, and then I want to say about 
2017 um, is when, like, I released, like, when I made my first order, um, Vanessa Northrup messaged me, and she's like, hey, if I give you some money, will you make me a skirt? And I'm like, what? People, what? People, you go give me money to do that? Um, so I was stunned. I just, I remember that because that was my very first order. And um, I think about that skirt all the time. And I'm like, God, why did she pay so much money for that? That was garbage. <laughs> um, but she, you know, she was really happy about it. And she encouraged me to keep going. And then, um Vicky Northrup put in another order. Um, I believe she asked me to help with the the vet special, um, help make the grass dance outfits for that. Um, so like that, like just those two women. I don't know if you know them or not, but they are just the most beautiful souls in the world, and um, the love and encouragement that they gave me at that time, like really, like. Like, my head was big. I was like, man, I'm that girl. Like, I can sew <laughs> ribbon skirts, and, like, I can make grass dance outfits, and I just felt real cool and wanted to just keep doing it. It was, like, it was out of love. Like, yeah. I was, I, I felt so guilty charging anyone anything. I still kind of do get like that, but um, right off the bat, like, a lot of my stuff was for free or you know, like 20 bucks, 40 bucks here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think I kind of derailed a little bit there. Um, no, actually, like, just curious, how much do you charge for a ribbon skirt? Um, so for something real basic, um, it starts at 120 and there's a lot of upcharges from there, you know, like if you want stacked ribbon, um, so, like, four to six rows of ribbon would be, like, $120. But if you wanted more than that, um, depending how much more, it'd be like, 150 200 even. Um, applique is another upcharge. Uh, pockets. Although, I try not to upcharge too much for that because I love pockets. We need pockets. Like, yeah, I'm, like, I, I want to make that as convenient <laughs> as possible. So, um, things like that can you know, raise the price a little bit. Um, but I like to start at a decent at a decent price because I understand how expensive outfits can get and um I understand that sometimes you you don't wanna go out there in your street clothes, like you wanna feel included, you wanna feel like you belong there and um that's something that I like when I w- wanted to dance, I I didn't have a lot of money or access to, like, the best seamstresses and um, or any. Actually, my mom hunted down somebody to make me my fancy shawl outfit. But once I outgrew that, I didn't know who to ask, and I definitely couldn't afford it. So that's a big reason why I like to keep my prices, like, reasonable and... Um, why I like to give things a lot of the time so that way people feel encouraged to go out and dance mm-hmm. or you know come to the ceremonies um I just hope it'll make people feel better you know like you know when you send your kids to school with a new outfit you just hope that they feel good because they yeah. look good that type of deal like I really feel like people will f- really come out their shell a little bit if they feel like like they got a little 
Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a confidence boost too. Yeah. You, know? you look good, you feel good. For right. sure, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, I was going to ask. What was I going to ask? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you do any other types of artwork besides sewing? Do you like do you bead? Um, I do bead. I have a couple of finished projects in the universe, but I'm so slow at it. Um, gosh, I beaded my son a headband, and it took me a couple months to do. <laughs> um, so I'm the slowest beater in the world, but I, I like to draw and I like to paint. So oh. those are other like artsy things I like to do. Um, I don't get paid for those things at all. Um, Just more of a hobby? Yeah. Um, I've tried tried my hand at tattooing. Um, but, yeah, beads, man. Those little suckers are the <laughs> pain of my existence. <laughs> my husband, he wants me to bead things all the time, and I'm like, Oh man, you sure you don't want me to just sew you something? <laughs> get that done. Lickety split. Yeah. Do you enjoy beating? Um, when I'm in the mood for it, yeah, for sure. But that that time is very, very rare. Um, my kids, they like to be in everything that I'm in. My sewing area is pretty kid proof because that's the best way I get stuff done is just mm-hmm. keeping them busy on the side of me. <laughs> um but the beads, man, they get everywhere. Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah, they're no matter how many times you vacuuming, you're like <laughs> you're vacuuming beads for like a month. No joke. It's like <laughs> glitter. Yeah, yeah, just like glitter. <laughs> what is what's your favorite piece that you've made? Ooh, I made just recently a fully stacked ribbon skirt with pockets um, with this. The most beautiful purple floral. I love purple, and so when I get to work with it, I'm really excited. Um, And it, uh, I wish I had a picture that I could just show you guys' podcast. Um, It had some like like a face. Do you have it on Facebook or anything? Yeah, it's on my page, uh, Somaya Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so it's fully stacked and it's kind of got like a purple to a pink theme, and it's got like a bear on it to resemble the grad it's a graduation skirt um to resemble the graduate and then um the Ojibwe florals you know mm-hmm. really resemble her Ojibwe side um I don't know who that went to I know it was one of my husband's co-workers that put in the order for her daughter who was graduating uh so I never got to see it on her so she hears this take me in some pictures yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely share your page and get your get you some traffic if we can. Yeah, um, just message me because I'm the worst at updating that. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I'm very much dropped the ball on my social media page because. Oh man, when I do post on there, I get a a lot of good feedback right away and. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why I don't. It's so much work. It's so exhausting to go on there and post a picture. Like, oh, I got this available. Well, and like you said, if you had some help, then, you know, yeah. give. My son, he's, pre- he's, he's, pre- 
pretty technologically savvy, man. I should get him to do it. Put him to work. Right. <laughs> okay, his yeah. couple bucks, help me out. <laughs> yeah, he would do it for sure. Probably yeah. for some V-Bucks. <laughs> From Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I let him stay up a little later, he oh. for sure would do it. That's so funny. So we talked about your favorite. What's your what's the hardest piece you've made? So easy. <laughs> sequence. Don't ask me to do nothing with sequence, please. Please. <laughs> oh my god. I um I seen this like really pretty shawl once and it had like the most beautiful applique on there. And I'm like, "Wow, that's so pretty. I want to try some applique on some sequence." And it was the worst decision I've ever made in my life. I broke like 90 needles, gunked up my needle so bad. And I thought I could like try it again on something else. I finished, it was just a regular skirt, but oh my God, it took forever because that sequence would just gunk up my needle, break my thread. Every like five stitches, I was going nuts. So definitely, definitely sequence. I'd rather (laughs) clean bathrooms and do dishes. Just like, oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> where where did you learn how to sew? Did you teach yourself or? Yeah, um, so I've got a lot of helpful tips throughout the years. Um, my mother in law, she taught, or my stepmother in law, I got a couple of them. <laughs> um, she taught me how to hem, which was like probably like the most useful tool ever. Um, and it made my life so much easier. And then um, my home ec teacher, I don't remember her name. Maybe you do. It was at the Cloquet Middle School. That's a long time ago. (laughs) I know. I seen her somewhere one time, but I was like, she would never remember me. So I got got a little shy to say hi. But um, we had to make sweaters for home ec. I remember the sweaters. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if yours was as bad as mine, but I could barely get my head in there. (laughs) Yeah, so that's where I learned the basics of sewing. Um, There's some things I, like, kept along the years Mm -hmm. and some ideas I kind of just don't, I would never do again. Like, patterns, who needs patterns? Just wing it. (laughs) Yeah. But my home ex, she swore by them. She's like, you know, just measure, use your patterns. But I'm like, man much extra work I don't know. to be honest I don't yeah I think the only thing I remember from that class is how to sew a button yeah hey that's a good skill to have though I think that's about it otherwise I'm like I don't know how to do any of this I bet you if you needed to though like those lessons you learned would come in so handy yeah for sure because I never thought I was like so not ecstatic about that class mm-hmm. like oh Oh my really? Except for when we made cookies. Then I was there on time. We're cooking. Yes. Taste testing everything. But yeah, that, that sewing class was God, like the worst week of my life. Now look at you now. You're I know, I know. I wonder what she would think if she remembered. She'd probably be like, Wow, really? You're a seamstress? <laughs> would never guessed. What? What is the one piece that you have, haven't have created that you would like to? Like, oh. is there anything on your roster that's like, hey, that's my goal? Yeah, um, a couple of things. Um, so I actually put in motion one of the things. My husband said he wouldn't start dancing until he got a fully beaded set. 
So I started, and the cat's out the bag. This was a surprise for a while, but I had to tell him. <laughs> um, I'm the worst at keeping secrets. Um, so I'm beating him a vest um, to hopefully get him started dancing traditional or grass, whatever. Um, I think he'd be a pretty sick grass dancer, but um, his choice. But then there's this fancy shawl outfit that I just been dying to make and no one has ever requested a fancy shawl outfit from me which like just blows my mind I'm like why don't why doesn't anyone want to dance fancy it's um so I got to just make it I'm just gonna make it and hopefully Mm -hmm. someone buys it I was gonna make it for myself but I'm like I think my fancy shawl days are behind me (laughs) um but we'll see if no one buys it I might just dare to Wink, wink, <laughs> maybe you want to. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you can pick it back up. Uh, Get back out there, dance. We'll see, we'll see. I mean, but you're yeah. kind of starting to get out there, too. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the Fond du Lac Vet powwow was the first time I got out there. And really? Since I was, like, seven, maybe? Did you or get in full regalia? No. Um, I would have been so sad <laughs> if I missed that. I'm like, did you get all dressed, though? No, I I do. I do want to get back out and dance. I've thought about it. And Man, I will if you will. I just have to hear. <laughs> <it here. laughs> Catch us in the next one. <laughs> next yeah, year. I just haven't danced in a long time. And I'm like, do I even remember how? And maybe it'll just What's come your style? Be the jingle. Oh, man, that's so much harder than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I thought that would be an easy conversion Mm -hmm. from fancy to jingle, but I'm like, wow, I really underestimated (laughs) y'all. You jinglers are are tough. (laughs) Yeah, Calves of steel. Like I said, I I was like seven or eight probably last time I danced. Gotta get back out there, get that healing. (laughs) Go get healed up. Yep. Have you made a jingle dress? Yeah. um, I don't know how many at this point, but they're getting progressively better. Um, It's been a learning process. So Mm -hmm. the last couple ones that I did, I'm pretty proud of. So I was going to ask, do you have to like make the jingles or do they come in like a little package? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I have rolled jingles before and that's definitely not a mission for the, like hundreds of yeah yeah Yeah, it's so much work and a lot of cleaning a lot of prep um so i definitely prefer to buy them just ready to go Mm -hmm. um unfortunately nobody has made them so they're like already on the thread so you still have to thread them but so if anybody's looking for a good business idea i'll be your first customer (laughs) thread the cones (laughs) i'll buy them yeah. It's yeah, it's a long process. So So you've been doing this since 2009, you said, right? Around yeah, that? probably about 2000. Well, yeah, 2009 era when my son was born. Where do you Where do you pull your inspirations from? Um Well, like I kind of just like I pick out the material and then I'll go and lay out ribbon and sometimes I'll adjust them but um 
I I got a pretty like distinct way of how I lay them out. I like to go from darkest to lightest, like almost always. Um, I've seen artists do them a bunch of different ways, but I just kind of like that that scheme. Yeah, that, like the like cohesiveness dark. of it. Yeah. Um, cohesiveness. I like Ooh, that. like that big word? Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Um, yeah, so it's, I like, and that's my favorite part of the process, too, is, like, pick, going to the fabric store and, like, just looking at all the fabrics and, like, it's always the ones that jump out at you that are, like, you can't wait to get home and start sewing. Um, so I think a lot of the inspiration comes from, like, the fabric the fabric tells me what it wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody puts in an order, can they pick their own fabric and bring it to you? Or do you um, more like, or like pick it out? I got this. Like, I, I prefer to pick it out. Okay. Um, I've, I've learned over time that it's harder to like to get the inspiration or even motivation sometimes when someone has like a really speci- something really specific that they want done. Mm-hmm. And I've heard another seamstress say it best. Um, one of my role models, um, Lavender Kingbird, said, um, really investigate. <laughs> do, your, do your research before you pick an artist to make something for you because it's almost painful to make something that isn't with, like their style. So um, if you want a really like nice fitted skirt you probably don't want one for me because i like them real flowy mm-hmm. um you know just for example um or if you want like a lot of applique um a lot of people like excel at that um i i like the applique I'm, i've been getting into it and i've been learning about it but that's not something i'm super good at it so i wouldn't i wouldn't message me if you want tons of applique i would hit up for her find it that's your guy. Um, also, like, um, you know, sometimes they want specific colors, and I'm just, in my brain, I just can't, for the life of me, figure out why they want those colors together. So it's it's difficult. It presents a challenge, um, which is sometimes, like, a breath of fresh air when you got, like, kind of, like, a writer's block mm-hmm. for, like, sewing. Um I suppose forced, like forced yeah. creation kind of feels like you can't put as much passion into it or yeah. your own creative style into it. Yeah, and then when I've like, I've noticed that a lot of, like the, when I get customers who are unhappy, it's because they wanted something really specific out of me. And like when I try to like go off on my own, they they, they don't like that. They want what they wanted. And I respect that. I really do. But, um, you know, you can find artists that are along the lines of what you're looking for. So, yeah, if if I can tell customers that if you want a good experience, do your research for sure. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's with anything, really, though. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So. Do you have any other platforms where people can see your art, like Instagram or no. just Facebook? Yeah, and Facebook's a lot for me to manage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Facebook's easy. People only have to remember one thing, and yeah, well, that's cool. Do you care if we share some of your? Yeah, not at all. Share away. 
share everything. Yeah, I'll I'll get on that. <laughs> yeah, hit me up. <laughs> well, I think is that all you have? I, I think, think that's, that's all I have. Those are all the questions I got. Except for thank you, Maya. Yes, for coming thank you in. so much. It was awesome talking to you and hearing your story. Yeah. I'm surprised we weren't here longer. I tend to ramble like, <laughs> <laughs> forever. That's okay. So we love a rambler. <laughs> we'll be here forever. <laughs> we'll um, we'll post your stuff and yeah. So make sure you check out our Facebook and Maya's Facebook for all the works of art and creation and course we're going to share it so make sure you check us out that's so maya that's s-e-w yeah a little pun yeah it's punny i love it (laughs) all right well um do you have anything else for us before we go to our trivia answer um i do want to mention the giveaway winner congratulations and to look out for more more giveaways from us we'll we'll be doing that more often and yeah so make sure you check us out and if there's something else you'd like to see in a giveaway make sure you comment and mm-hmm. share your ideas on our facebook what did you guys give away we gave away a 50 dollars gas card that's nice um a minnesota park pass oh nice and so some nice. of our merch and uh, some wild rice with it yep. too just like a little goodie bag full of stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I thought it was a good one. Yeah, I like the park pass. We got one from my husband went and got his tribal ID, and they were handing them out. Oh, nice. Too, so oh, cool. Those are nice to have. Um, but it was cool when we were out in California. They they took his tribal ID, and we were able to get into the national park. For oh, free. that's so cool. Oh, yeah. that is cool. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I didn't know. Didn't know if that was like set in stone, the um, that Native Americans get into state yeah. parks for free. And I didn't know that it was everywhere. I kind of thought it was like a Minnesota thing because mm-hmm. mm. we've tried to do it in Minnesota, and like they're like, "Are you sure?" I don't think so. And like me and my husband are pretty like, "No, nah, you go check that out." Like <laughs> we get in for free. Yeah. <laughs> this is indigenous land, buddy. <laughs> um, but. When we were there, like, we kind of just, like, expected to pay. Yeah. We didn't really want to mess around too much. But it was it was nice. The park ranger actually asked us if we were tribal members. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's that. cool. The recognition. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a big deal. And we're still here. That's right. And I would love to remind them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get into the trivia answer. What was Um, the question again? Just to remind you, the question was, what is the largest reservation in the United States? Any guesses? I'm going to say, I don't, I'm going to say the Seminole down in Florida. Okay. Maya, do Um, you have any guesses? I can't think of the the name of the tribes, and now that, like, I'm thinking deeper about it, I think there's more than one tribe, but um, you know how Oklahoma just got all their land back? Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe you're talking about them, but I'm like, is that cheating? Because I can't, I don't remember the names of nobody. <laughs> Isn't it, I can't 
can't remember either. <laughs> to be honest, there are a with lot you. of tribes over there. Yeah, yeah, like a hub of tribes. I'm not going to say my guess because I know the answer. <laughs> uh, uh, the answer is the Navajo Nation. Oh, oh man. okay. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> With 24,425 square miles of reservation land. Good for them. Spanning Dang. four states. What? Okay, I would be very curious to know, like, how restricted that is. You know, like, um, like are they able to just build, do anything they want with that land, or um, does the government have a lot of say? Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe That's we'll so have cool. to look into that. How big is it? Um, like, it's roughly the size of West Virginia. Okay. Dang. Nice. nice. Their own little state. Right? Good for them. Heck yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all I have. Again, thank you so much for coming down and yeah, talking you, with us. Thanks for having me. I feel cool. <laughs> <laughs> you are cool. <laughs> all right. Well, from all of us at Middle of the Res Road, we'll see you next hey, time. Hi, Tune in next week. Hi, Bye, guys. Hi, 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 hi,